You're listening to episode number 27 of the Everything A1 podcast with Bill and Bob, a podcast that has no particular continuity or order throughout the episodes as we take you on a journey and basically break down every funny thing that happens to us in life. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, our handle is at Everything A1 Pod. We're also on YouTube, Everything A1 Podcast with Bill and Bob. And if you want to send us an email to get in touch with us, our email is everythinga1pod at gmail.com. If you can take a minute to leave a like or subscribe or review on one of these platforms, we would really appreciate it, and it helps a lot with our searchability. Thank you again for listening, and enjoy the episode. All right, so welcome to episode 27 of the Everything A1 podcast. This is your host, Bill Yemig, joined by your co-host, Bob Smith, and a special guest that we will get into in a minute. Um, wow, it's been some time. Um, I know we took off last Tuesday because I was a lazy piece of shit. I didn't get my <laughs> calendar in the right direction. That's on me. Um, but it honestly led to something <laughs> that's really good because we have a solid guest on now. Um, but yeah, but just to get into it, what we're getting into today, uh, we're going to obviously go through life recap, get to know the bros, um, that we will have our guest interview. We will go through our sports world update. Uh, we have a couple of shows that we want to get through. And then we are also going to break down um, the next bracket that will start this coming Sunday. Let's go. Uh, so let's let's get into it. Bob, how have we been? You good, passed, dude. What, good. Three, three weeks now. Yeah, good. I mean, just yeah, it's funny. Last last week when we're supposed to record. Um, I won't say it's your fault, Bill, but it definitely isn't my fault. So yeah, my God, dude, basically like, yeah, dude, we we were supposed to record Tuesday and I think something happened. We didn't end up recording, but you were like tomorrow. I'm good tomorrow. Wednesday. Yep. Mm -hmm. The Wednesday I text you. I was like, all right, when are we recording? You're like, dude, you're going to kill me. I'm going to be in the city. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm literally, I like, I don't know why that didn't come into my head. Cause I, cause I have like a whiteboard right here, like on my wall. And I just didn't write it down like a fucking idiot. So it just got <laughs> lost. So I was in the office like drinking beers. And then you're like, yo, are you ready to roll? I was like, fuck me. I was like, oh, my God. So, good. yeah, I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely take, I guess, take the bullet on that one. I got some follow up questions about drinking beers at the office. What, what officer? <laughs> what officer are you employed, employed by? <laughs> I don't know if that should be classified. Oh, or not. <laughs> well, my job was fun. Unreal. Maybe we should introduce Unreal. our guest now. The, the yeah. third voice. So yeah, our mysterious third voice, drumroll please, Bob. You want to be our announcer of it? This is my drumroll. All right, we can kind of hear that. Yeah, so our third guest, we are joined tonight by Michael Reistetter, fellow Hopog. Fellow Hopogian <laughs> joining us on the pod. Pleasure, gentlemen. And yeah, everyone kind of in every area of my life colloquially uh, refers to me as Rice, uh, including at work. Um when I was hired, they said, um, uh, we got four mics working for us is rice. Okay. Said more oh, than, okay. Wow. Um, no one calls me anything else and I'm totally fine with that. So, um, <laughs> dude, sweet. we're, we're right just happy to have you here, here. Honestly, guys, it's yeah. a pleasure. I'm looking forward to this. I, uh, I struggled in our pre-meet to spoil a lot of what I have prepared <laughs> for today. So, dude, honestly, and I think that I, happens I think so I'm often. I feel like anytime me and Bob are like about to record, we like, we like, start to bullshit yeah. like prior to it and then we're like oh fuck we yeah 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 all the <laughs> I've, I've basically come as close as you can to starting a podcast without actually doing the thing because we'll be on a roll for like hours and then we'll start recording and then we're sleepy so <laughs> right right <laughs> so then that, it doesn't and that's the way it goes honestly yeah but sick dude sick so um bob i don't know i think i think i well, cut you off on your update 
Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I other, too. other than fault. it's all good. It's all good. Other than <laughs> that, I mean, I finished I finished another book. So I knocked out uh, it's nerd winning, Bob. That's crazy. Winning by by uh, Tim Grover. I don't know if you guys have heard of his name before, but he basically was Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's personal trainer. So just a big like mindset and um, like, yeah, pretty much like a mindset book, but highly recommend. Um, Other than that, Rosemary and I shout out Rosemary just went to a wedding last weekend for her cousin. Um, And then the very last life update thing that I had to say was a shout out to my good friend, Boston. Um, after, That's a fire name. Well, yeah, his, his oh, name yeah. is Brian, but we call him Boston because he's from Boston. We're real creative, right. real creative nickname. <laughs> but he gave me very Forrest Gump. And, you know, Tex, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember where Tex was from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me he gave me some uh, feedback from the last episode. He said that Honey Bunches of Oats is going to Cinderella their way to a W. So we'll we'll Dude, get into I that said, later. That shit's mad good. Yeah, that will be saved for later. But that shit's fucking unbelievable. It's and so then. Good. I thought this was hilarious. So we last episode when we were talking about um, we were talking about Thor and we were talking about Eternals and I just kept referring to Kit Harrington as Jon Snow because I couldn't remember his name. He said he thinks Kit Harrington's going to get the Daniel Radcliffe treatment where people are only going to recognize him by his character's name, never his actual name. I thought that was hilarious. That's like very few people, I feel like. The only other thing I've seen him in other than Thrones was Seven Days in Hell, this sports mockumentary with Andy Samberg on HBO. You guys see I've that? heard of that. I've heard of that. I haven't seen I it, haven't. but I've definitely was heard it of good? that. They play tennis for seven straight days, <laughs> and it's oh just so God. over the top. It's like a Lonely Island type of thing. And oh the, my the most memorable line from him was, the queen is so embarrassed that um, he's representing London, and um, he's not taking it home. So there's one scene, it's like a surveillance shot and it shows the queen entering the elevator that he's in with, with all her, you know, camp <laughs> and she beats the shit out of it, like cuts the, uh, <laughs> him mockumentary style. And she, the queen beat me with a bruises. Don't, don't show. Oh <laughs> my God. The queen beat Let's me. cry. <laughs> Ridiculous. So Unreal. I recommend it's only 40 minutes. I recommend that. All right. I'll add, I'll add that to the list, but yeah, also shout out to Boston. He just got a new job. So he's going to be moving with his, wife and baby up to Maine. So big wow, shout out there. sick. Hell yeah. There you go. Don't know him, but he sounds like a good character. So. Cheers. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can second that. Cheers. Right. Cheers so to Boston Bry. Cheers. Why don't you Why don't you give us your uh, your take on life life recap? It's pretty much anything that's happened in the last you know couple weeks, last month that you want to share with us. Um. Well, in a couple of weeks, I mean, as you guys know, um, I'm working at a newspaper now, and I mean more on that later, but um, you know, you know how it is like work. If you let it, um, if you let it, like it can be something very fulfilling and um, not become like your identity, but something you're very passionate about. And so I lucked into something here where I've been a writer my whole life um, and kind of was keeping that more close to the chest and not really um, sharing that as much when I was a kid. And then, you know, you go to college and just chase opportunities. And so that's where I'm at now. Oh, yeah. uh, sports and entertainment editor for messenger papers which is three newspapers smithtown uh messenger brookhaven messenger and islip messenger um so three big townships in this county i've been doing that since last june and still doing the men's league baseball team on the side oh, on weekends the crush Christ. we started uh 2015 um that's one of my Holy i have two fuck. and i'll lead to you know right. obviously the three of us independently of each other um I go way back with both you guys. One of my, my second favorite Billy Emig story 
Oh, is, shit. <laughs> is that you are technically a Long Island Crush alum. You were the last person to join in year one. And I think we've had six or seven years at this point. Yeah, dude, I was, that, was the right, that was when I was at Wesley. That was the summer I came back from Wesley. And, okay. and, and you text me like, yo, we're doing a baseball team. I was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, I'm I, so I, I hit up oh, everybody I ever met. I hit up everyone I played baseball with. I hit up everybody. I didn't play baseball. With. I know people that didn't play baseball. We got a whole rag. Deck. I didn't I didn't get a hit up. I'm sorry, Bob. Uh, <laughs> there's still time. There's Bob, <laughs> shut up. Everybody. But Bob. <laughs> everybody. But Bob. What about Bob? The remake? Oh, my uh, God. Uh, and um, there's still time, by the way. You could join next year. There's an opening. I'm all right. I didn't get Dude, the initial unreal. invite, so it's all right. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Bob's best. Bob's best. We'll talk. Unreal. We'll talk. I'll have my agent call your agent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair. And but no, with this store, I mean, this was back in the days pre Venmo, where I've got you know I got Richie Manorino's mom dropping off checks at my house with my mom while I'm away <laughs> at college. Like that's it was like two hundred. It was. I think the first year was two hundred fifty-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Bill, Billy gives me. I think you gave me the cash. Your first game, you struck. It was the opening day. You <laughs> struck out your first at bat, and you hung oh, him up. God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yo, literally, I could never because it, it was it was always uh, one. You uh, you were in the team group chat, and uh, I text you on the side all summer. Keep telling you to come to games. Uh, you couldn't make it, and then I eventually was like, "Well, listen, Billy, you paid full time. Um, you know, are you gonna come?" And you're like, "No, I don't want a refund." You are you deserve that money, like, <laughs> dude. Because make it, was, it, it last, always... and I made it last. I went right to three umpires, probably. Yeah, it's the, the math with that umpire is making egregious amount. Um, oh, dude, I, I can only imagine. But anyway, yeah, that's a fun release, and still we got old Renegades guys. Billy and I were on the travel team, the Renegades together. Um, that's Gadero years dad, back, um, and Agostino did, and Jimmy Choinsky is still on the crush. Um, wow. So yeah, yeah, we still got people. Uh, Sean Perales is still going. So it's Holy cool to fuck. it's cool to still have these hot pod guys like, you know, obviously this is a hyper local podcast that you guys want to grow too. But every time like I'm listening to you guys in the car today to prepare for for this. And I'm thinking you guys have like that. My, my number one podcast is KFC Barstool. Don't know if you guys listen. Mm-hmm. To that. You guys yeah, have a yeah. KFC fights dynamic going. Um, with Bob, the arbiter, and then Billy, kind of like the more loose cannon type. And then just, <laughs> yeah, it's totally like it's fair. like them. It's like them if they just started listing out every hop hog name that came into their head, stream of consciousness style, which is like that's like a third job of mine. <laughs> and, uh, oh, no. Whenever we get together, all the buddies, whether it's in the dugout with the crush or you know all my my main group chats and main friends mm-hmm. from high school, everyone just loves saying. Not even with any like malice or praise just we love rattling off the name yeah <laughs> i'm sure a lot will we should have a counter in the corner you remember the episode of south park where they counted every time they said shit in the corner like look how much like, we can get ding, past ding, the sensors yeah yeah uh-huh. it, oh my they, god south the inner workings of that i went to film school so and a huge media studier obviously so they did that to test the boundaries with fcc like we're we're gonna if you um make your project uh, like a psa like we're gonna bring attention to swearing and you know the nuances with it so they let them run that and they paid every fine so they were saying shit uncensored all episode and they've run a counter in the corner and they're just that's hilarious throwing it in, throwing it in your face how often we could do it and get away with it on cable tv on a, which is great TV. um but Love we should that. do that we should have a counter in the corner for every time a hot pog alum that's not in this zoom gets mentioned i think we already <laughs> we probably already have like eight yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know if I have the editing skills, Bob. I mean, <laughs> well, 
we'll outsource it. We'll, we'll think, we'll think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that, I mean, that was more like my two week recap, life recap slash seven years. Um, <laughs> Billy, I got, an, I got more stories, you know, obviously I'm friends with both you guys. Um, Bob, we met um, in high school in volleyball and everything was when we f- first got a, you know, to know each other. But I ran, in, I run into Bob while I'm on the job with work. Um, I got access to, uh, I do movie reviews and uh, essays and things of that ilk. And I'm in town in the city for Tribeca Film Festival, coming back from a Yogi Berra documentary. And we can't title the episode this, but the perfect title would be between, that's my only editorial note of this. And I appreciate you give me any because I'm a guest. This is your domain i'm just <laughs> I, I, i'm just a guest but you said you'd let me make some choice i said don't call it this but it should be called this between two shits a reference yeah. to between two ferns the zach elfinakis vehicle because bob and i oh. bluntly put you can't dress this up anyway we sat between a pile of shit on the liwr catching yep. up when yep i was coming just going through it all what it's happened in our lives. I probably hadn't seen you in eight or nine years, maybe. Yeah. So, and, and I uh, wanted to, and I we couldn't to... leave. the 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 train was packed, so we couldn't. Well, that's the thing. We, so... we had to make do with the doo doo in between the two of us. Right. So we're. I sit down. <laughs> I sit down, and Bill, we'll get to your life recap in a second. But I, I sit yeah. down, and, and, I was like, I think I had AirPods in. I was about to take whatever book out to start reading it, and all of a sudden, I looked next to me, and and Rice sits down right next to me. So I was like, dude, what's good? Like daft him up we start talking train pulls away and like five minutes later we both look down because it smells terrible we both look at the ground and there's it looks like someone it looked like someone took a dump and then stepped in it and smeared it like six feet and it's the l-a-double-r so this is no one's no one's blinking an eye at this get the chills that's disgusting and rice rice is i'm shot from the whole day i had at work rice is looking around he's like should we move and i'm just sitting there i'm like i'm like honestly where are we I'm gonna like, go? Bob, like, I'm like Bob. You do these trains more than me, man. What's what's the? I, move? I was like, what's I was like, if, here? if yeah, we what move, what am like, I doing? Yeah, I was like, if we if we get up right now to move, not only is someone gonna take our seats, but we're gonna be have we're gonna have to stand somewhere because there's gonna be no other seats to it, sit in. So it was like a it was a series of emotions for me because I was so charged up with like the fury of hop hog nostalgia, like oh my god, I don't have to listen to music on the whole ride home. Like I'm gonna be catching up Bob the whole time, mm-hmm. but then just I'm feeling utterly like just want to die because there's right <laughs> shit right there. half half from the conversation with me ready, half from the shit on the ground ready yeah, made for the awesome. ready made for the podcast too and it's a great segue because my old um billy story of us going way back kind of ties into this i'd say it kind of brings this full circle of how i know the three of you billy i don't know if you know i don't know if you remember this but I remember it clear as day. And I've told every, I've told everybody this. This is just a this is a very Billy Emic story, I feel. I think oh, I told God. you on the train. <laughs> I think scared, I told you on the train, Bobby. And then I'll let you guys take over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I swear, I promise. This, this, this is the, the right, right this is the right show now. This is not the right show. <laughs> uh, I swear, I swear. There's still time. It could be, but not yet. Not, <laughs> I'm not ready to call it. I'm not ready to call it. It's it's election night, not ready to call it yet. It's uh, but uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, we, you know, uh, for the hyper local audience, Machulianos and Hop Hog, that's a place where you go, um, go with sports instruction growing up and everything. It's right on the expressway, kind of close um, to, you know, my neighborhood. Bob, we were there, at, Do- we were there at Dodgeball 
dodgeball was where you went on Friday nights if you were too cool for Teen Center at Hot Pog. Teen Center was like the let's try and simulate school dances that you see in the movies. Oh yeah, like, they won't actually be. <laughs> let's go beat everyone, Mr. Everyone Wall, the guitar jump. hero. Yeah, we've <laughs> we've broken. We've talked. We've talked about <laughs> Teen Center on here on the pod. Okay, that's good. Oh, Great. Yeah. Establish some continuity that you say doesn't exist in the beginning. It does but, not. But it now does not. it does. Now it does because you have a screenwriter <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> that is a mark for those things. So. Um, but anyway, back to the, you know, the topic at hand and then we'll get back to yours. Uh, yeah, we, uh, Billy, we were just becoming friends and my mom was bringing us home from dodgeball. I think obviously she should bring you home first. My first, and I was just getting to know Billy and like, I knew you through friends and I was like, I love Billy. Like, and we remained friends, but I think we had an opportunity to be closer friends than we ended up being that was killed during our first, um, hangout. And what happened was first, was my, the first red flag. <laughs> Was, no. that Billy, was that Billy got right into the um, the passenger side uh, when my mom was picking us up. So, all right. So, fuck? so, this, really? <laughs> so we're 12 years old. So this guy. Straight right, disrespect. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is this is me 14 years he, later he, saying I'm so sorry. He goes <laughs> up, opens the driver's side door. He's like, get out. I'm I'm like, I'm get out. <laughs> he ran full speed ahead for. Oh, that's it. I'm not even going to ask. Clearly, he viewed himself as the third rice debtor brother. Uh, <laughs> a pot uh, of full of my yeah. house car. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going in the backseat, whatever. Oh, and um, the whole ride home, we're t- I'm telling my mom about what happened at uh, Matriano's. Like, yeah, yeah, no, we all had the best time. We, we didn't have to, you know, feel awkward around there being no girls there. Like, we were all, you know, rah, 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 like pegging each other with dodgeballs, like Billy Madison style. And um, then uh, my mom noticed that Billy was kind of quiet the whole ride. And that's very uncharacteristic. She even perceived that he was not that type and yet he was reserved and I could see Billy through the, the rear view, uh, no, um, the, the mirror. And I'm just like, yeah, he is kind of quiet. Like he was like, rah, rah, all night. Like maybe he's cooked. And I was like, Billy, what, what's on your mind? You seem, you seem out of it. And he's like, oh, she, Billy's like, uh, I, you know, I just, I can't get my mind off this big poopy that I took today. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was like, uh, I was like, whoa! I was like, no! I'm like, no! I'm not gonna be allowed to hang out with Billy anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> dude, ruin it! Ruin it! I was like, no, no, no! You already have enough loose cannon friends. Wait, one more, one more <laughs> oh time. my god! <laughs> That's hysterical! Wow! Uh, I don't and, uh, remember that. Fuck yeah, me, no. dude! Apologies I pro- to you I, I pro- and no. your own mother. Holy shit! You probably don't remember that. I, as you wow. guys know, you know, writer brain in me. I kind of have a wacky memory. That happened. I'm not embellishing. Oh Verbatim, that happened. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was ballsy. <laughs> the, the two, the double action, the, the you know, being in the passenger seat was one thing, and then that is. That I is. think that was just out of line. To like get in the passenger seat and be quiet is like, what are you doing? Yeah, Literally, no. What it's the a, fuck and are you doing? And we continue playing ball together over the years. And if we're having a catch in baseball, you know, senior year, you know, unspoken for me at the time, like man, like. You and I, man, we could have, we could have freaking, we could have taken off. We could have killed this town if it, <laughs> if it weren't for that. We could have reached the stars, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's funny, though, because that's, <laughs> no. that's a, that's a remark that like oh, Bill could have said that funny. two weeks ago. And I'd, and it, it I, I'd believe it. Like he could have said that exact response to your mom two weeks ago. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that, that sounds that's about true. Right. Like I've never, <laughs> I just, not even, like, that's not even, like, <laughs> If you said shit or poop, like, poopy. That, that you said poop is a poopy. Uh, yeah, wow. 
Wow. Like, it's embedded in my mind. I'm like, and every, <laughs> and every time I run into any of your guys, like I run into D'Antonio, I bring that up. Uh, like, dude, uh, that uh, is insane. Uh, Kevin, that is fucking insane. Um, I probably, I feel like I had to bring. No, no, there's no way I had the time to bring it up to you when I ran, I ran into you at um, at a, a little place in the Hamptons that I'll bring up later. Um in 2017 i think that was the last time i saw you billy i think i didn't bring it up to you then we were we we're both on different you know w- uh wavelengths um were we 20 was in the hamptons in 20 said see dude my like brain it's, is um, literally pudding a board <laughs> <laughs> it was a board 40 um but i'll talk more about that later oh my god it was yeah. i remember yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit oh yeah fucking boring rest in peace unreal but yeah, yeah oh wow what a, what a dude time, that buddy. is dude that well, i can't uh, believe you reached in the memory bank and just pulled that out that's insane yeah and bob i mean i don't have as much of a salacious story with my origins with bob of that note um i could dress it up and say you know bob came into the volleyball team i was the captain and bob's like yeah i'm not i'm not looking to take anybody's spot anybody's job <laughs> I, i'm just trying i need to get a i need to work an extra curricular in you know um and then he shows up on day one like boom slam like and i'm saying no no get out <laughs> no one no one no one would believe you were not on the no middle school team that. which is the minor leagues you didn't put yeah, work. no get out of here bob smith you but put no, in the hours we were instant we were instant friends and uh, um i you went to college with um scudero and you can oh, have yeah. a separate we'll, episode we'll of all all of that stuff. Trust so. me, trust me. Uh, we we have time for those stories. Don't okay, worry. Great. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Unreal. How are we? Forty minutes in, or something? we honestly like, might be by now. Like, I, I feel. Well I just feel be. terrible. I don't feel that terrible, but I. I, I <laughs> it's all good. That's that's how. Can, that's how this. You could cut the four. Supposed to go. You could cut the Forrest Gump thing if you want to save some time. No, it wasn't no. even my. It wasn't even my best impression. Oh, I've done a better one than that. <laughs> I think I did Bobby oh, Boucher when I meant to do Forrest Gump. Both are not PC. <laughs> Dude, it happens. On the 2022. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, maybe that's a nerd. Um, um, anyway, yeah. All right. Life recap. You guys, you guys take. Wow. Life recap. Holy shit. We're still on that. That's, <laughs> yeah. Wow. We have got carried away. Classic. <laughs> No continuity, guys. We're sticking to it <laughs> a little bit. Um, but yeah, dude. So my last two weeks. Um, so <laughs> wow. Um, so last week I blew up the podcast because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, I went to work, met a bunch of my work people that I only see on Zoom, which is always like kind of kind of a wild thing. Um, but that was nice. And then Thursday, um, I started to like kind of feel like shit just because I figured I went out. Um, and. I just had like a sore throat and then I went through Friday and Saturday. I think Friday I went to the Met game with my girlfriend and Saturday um, we went to Smorgasbord and like I was feeling like absolute shit. And then Sunday, which was yesterday, I'm like, yo, I feel horrible. Like whatever. I fucking take a COVID test. It's positive. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. Like, oh, <laughs> I'll right. fucking do this st- podcast. Mid COVID dot. Dude, are you still positive? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did test Crap. yesterday and I was positive, but dude, I mean, damn. at least I, at least unreal. at least the days leading up to you testing positive, you weren't like in the busiest Fresh city day or at one. like a, yeah. you know, at like a <laughs> yeah, major thank sporting event surrounded by people. Yeah, thank God I wasn't yeah. at a Met game around a thousand people. <laughs> and by the time you start turning out a negative test, our president will still be churning out the newspaper's going to love that one. <laughs> Unfucking real. So, yeah, so I have COVID. Um, I know the CDC cut that shit down to like five days or something like that, which blows my mind because it was at first at like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have so, it before, or is this your first? Yeah, so this is my second time. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, what, a, what are they called? COVID vet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just How a COVID you, general, literally here, ready to fucking roll. I but got that's I really had it been. Once. 
Yeah, but that's really been my two weeks, honestly. I've just been fucking in bed. I've been watching The Lord of the Rings. I started that show with um with Selena Gomez on Hulu. Only murders left in the building. O- only murders, yes, yes, yes. And honestly, it's solid. It it's great. I heard I th- nothing. I thought things, it was good. Yeah. yeah, it's good. But team team quarantine over here. So yeah, it's Bob. Please, I haven't had it yet. Knock on wood. Um <clears throat> well, no, I was just gonna say my last thought on life recap, and then you can bring us to whatever's next. But if you and any listener really highly recommend the terminal list, highly, highly recommend. I'm I'm like three episodes in. What a show. Really That's good. All yeah. I'll say. That's all I'll say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My brother so told me to watch that. Very Is it on good. Hulu? It's on Netflix. It's on one of the one of the apps. It's on one, one of, the, of them. Yeah. Yeah. One of them. It's on TV. How about you that? just you Part just got to have if you have a subscription to Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, HBO Go, you probably you probably have <laughs> all of them. Yes. Yeah. Part, <laughs> then good. I do have TV. Yeah. Oh, all right. A, a good problem to have with being consumed with Tribeca coverage at work that I was rolling out week by week. I saw a lot of, you know, Indian art house movies that are going to come out in the last quarter of the year, but I wasn't killing shows at the, at the length at, you know, at the rates that I usually would all summer long. In fact, the last two shows I watched were essentially homework assignments from uh, professor Smith and professor right here. I got to say the, the dedication, you literally, from what it sounds like, binged. I don't know how I did it. You binged uh, Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, honestly, like fucking kudos. Like snaps. Yeah, and I did it. Insane. With, and I did it without skipping sleep last night. Um, wow. Which, which I've done before. Not anytime. <laughs> not anytime in this calendar year. Wait. So you're saying that you um, wouldn't? You wouldn't pull an all nighter for our pod? I would if <laughs> Are you, you guys. Kidding me? I would if you guys. If you guys said we're recording from midnight to six a.m., then obviously. But uh, <laughs> it would get really weird if that was the case. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's I mean, I, I've been talking about it. Not so, but at a news. I don't on a local newspaper. I was telling Bob on the train and our Wednesday nights are very late and I work pretty much overtime going into like 12 to um, the deadline for the printers like, uh, for the print issues because we're printing. We're digital now also. But the print has to go out at a certain time Thursday. And so we're just here. We have like a brain trust of three or four people. We're just running like on energy and just it gets m- more later into the night the braunchier it gets with the jokes and i <laughs> i never Love you that. know before working at a newspaper i was a little edgy on you know like should i like maybe i've got some stand-up comedy or at least an improv troupe you know and me now i think i can go audition for snl tomorrow based on all these impressions <laughs> that i whip out at like about one, the experience at 1 a.m and it's an impressions of like uh you know people that no one no one knows <laughs> oh my uh, god it's like family yeah um, um i don't right. I, i'm just keeping us sidetracked i feel terrible no you can cut, <laughs> cut out all my lines you this cut out all my this, lines. this anyone who's listened to any of our episodes know that it's 90 percent getting off the rails well that's like, all podcast that's the testament to a good podcast i feel it's it's the medium that lends itself well to that there doesn't have to be oh then we're if that's yeah. if that's the criteria then we're ama- like we're the best out there where um where'd the everything a1 come from and um bill are you still in alabama bill no i'm actually in brooklyn so oh okay. I'm, I'm like on the southern cusp of williamsburg got it was A1 from that or it was just the No, A1. So do you know that song by Meek Mill, A1? Yeah, sure. 
yeah so like everything's a1 like like a1 just like everything is just great like that's pretty much and we we both and we both love love steak sauce like i just jam it yeah yeah no honestly i'll don't uh, keep it clean but don't be offended if my podcast is b2 it's not it's not in response to you it's just um, it was open c3 and and then d4 So let's let's jump into and Bill, I guess I'll I'll toss it back over to you. But I believe next is getting to know the bros next. Yes. So next segment is getting to know the bros after that mumbo jumbo. Guys, let's keep this going. Let's go. I I unless someone else has a getting to know the bros question. I got one teed up. Let's go tee it up. All right. Um. So, all right, Bill, there, I'm going to give actually Rice. I'll toss it over to you. I have okay. I have two questions in mind. One of them is a very short answer. The other one probably elicits a bit of a longer answer. Uh, which one would you rather answer, short or long? Long. All right. So the getting to know the bros segment, in your opinion, are aliens real? Why or why not? Wow. Oh, my God. You know, I wow. work. You know, I work for a. Uh... A media company, right? This could be my <laughs> this could be my ass on the line. Just for I got- saying ass, I, I may be on the line. Um, I think that there are listen. <laughs> I, th- I well, here's the thing. I'm very invested in all of that. I research it all uh more so when I was a kid, probably. I'm very fascinated with alien life form and just the you know. Dude, From a science space. fiction perspective, yeah, space and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, do I wish there was something other than us? Like, absolutely. Like, that'd be interesting. I hope they're not malevolent in nature. I hope we can all <laughs> live in harmony and they could, you know, make our days longer than they are. And, and you right, know, right. Ease, ease our mind and help us and make the world a better place. But I don't th- at this at this time, I cannot get behind of um, an official statement say that they are here. But if you told me they were here, I'd, I wouldn't be opposed. Well, yeah. I'm I, okay. So let me, I'm, I'm glad you said it that way. I'll, I'll rephrase the question. Are I, they real in a sense that they exist? Not necessarily okay. that they're here. And where, what do we, what do we define as alien life form? You know, my mind, even though this wouldn't be my mind, I go to, I do believe there is more advancements in things like AI and, and robotic technology there's more there than we're you know made privy to for obvious reasons and how and then where do the lines mix on that um how much have they has gone into that i mean that's an area out of my you know purview but so my answer because i think my answer will kind of answer your question in my opinion i think at in some other area of the universe some galaxy no idea where crazy shit there has to be there's there definitely has more to be planets, some yeah. sort of well there's definitely more planets but there has to be some sort of intelligent life, life forms. other than yeah. there's no way that humans here making memes on Instagram all day are the only are the intelligent only ones life in, the, in everything there's no yeah. way. oh yes facts and even, I, if, facts. even yeah. if it's True. a little like even if it's a little like tadpole looking you know or jellyfish whatever floating oh, around yeah. on some planet galaxies away it it has to be somewhere i like, yeah i think i think there's things that are undiscovered that have yet to be named and hence they would technically qualify as alien. Um, right, exactly. But am exactly. I will? Am I going to say that uh, the image that we know of, an, like the little green men or like the white? Yeah, with the, with the with the big the black eyes. I wish, man. Yeah, little mayo. It's, it's, little it's mayo. Very, did you guys see? <laughs> did you guys see? Uh, nope. 
uh, <laughs> catching the alien movie, Jordan. No, Field, I did not. I, did I reviewed not. that last oh. week and I was talking with someone recently about it and it was a kind of a slow, but it was very fascinating. Like it's, it's kept my mind. My mind has been thinking in reaction to the movie more than I was thinking about it during the movie. That just how, like, what would it be like if it actually happened? And then it hasn't happened yet in a way that can't be refuted by like the whole other half of the world is kind of, well, you know, you would think if it happens, half the world wouldn't believe it just like every fucking well exactly thing that happens so. that's the thing is they have you know what was it last year two years ago the government declassified these like videos of like supposed ufos flying around but it looks like they were filmed with like a game boy color there's no way of knowing yeah. if like what you're looking at is real so right that's 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 the extent of the conversation i'll have on it right now bill it at sounds like yeah it's not exactly at this time it sounds like bill your answer <laughs> might like be me. similar to mine hundred percent. Yeah. Any it's like there is even like a planet in our whole deal, like maybe on like Mars or some shit. Well, yeah. Listen, Mars if they come out with Uranus, if they, if they come out with concrete <laughs> proof tomorrow, I'm canning the promo of the everything a one podcast and then writing that story and Dude, trying, totally to, fair. Fight, trying totally to fight for it for fair. the cover. Like I'll write that and I'll, I wouldn't blame uh, it. I, I would believe in it, but, um, I just um, it's just crazy. I mean, even if it did happen again, people would say, no, it's bullshit. It's Hollywood there. Right. It's, it's the um, the Hemlock Grove and um, all the conspiracy uh, Illuminati. They, yeah. they are trying yeah, to, the to take away from the traffic, traffic trade and and uh, just right. Uh, the Hollywood elite. And I don't know. That's just yeah. it's the, Bob. It's what was hard. your next question? You said you had two. <laughs> my other one, one, my other one was, are you are you a beach guy or a pool guy? Wow. Um, how about I'm a pool? Why can I get that guy? question? <laughs> you, you, pool guy, emphatically, you picked, pool guy. You, I gave you the option. What the fuck? <laughs> did you know? Did you do research? They're like, Rice is definitely gonna pick the long question. So let's give. No, him, no. Let's, let's give him the long question because it's gonna make it's gonna make him feel uh, uneasy. No, but I mean, look, this it's it can be answered. It can be answered with one word. Would you, if you you got you know your friends hit you up? Would you rather chill at the pool, or chill at the beach? What is this? I don't know. Probably honestly, I probably like I probably chill at the beach, but like I need to go in the pool after I go to the beach just to get all the sand out of all, all my all my crevices and just shit like that. But probably but, a beach guy, honestly. Rice, what is the meaning of life? Cite examples. Bill uh, at a bar. <laughs> Bill at a barbecue. Are you a burger guy or a hot dog guy? <laughs> in in your sources, bitch. <laughs> in in fairness, when we do get to know the bros and and have guests, the same question goes to all three people. Bill, I think just out of curiosity, wanted to know oh, yeah. what the other question was. Right. Rice, what are you? Beach guy, pool guy? Oh, pool guy, definitely. Okay, I agree. Yeah. I'm I'm big big pool guy. I mean, beach is great, but there's sharks in the water in the pool. You know, there's yeah. maybe maybe there's pee and that's it. It's like, all right. I like a, <laughs> I like the beach, but um, I feel like if I go to the beach with friends, everyone starts whipping out the drinks and, you know, the materials. And I don't really want to do that stuff. But if I'm at the pool, there's never really a requisite like, yeah, let's get rowdy. If I'm at the pool, I could read a book like the book. Yeah, were, fair. Like, like the Only one you fair. were promoting at the top. That's kind of where I'm at more in my headspace. Well, that's and I, I agree with that. But I also agree with what Bill said in the sense where like. When when I'm when I'm at the beach all day, I feel disgusting when I leave. Disgusting. Like, I don't want to touch yeah. anything. I don't want to sit in my car to go home. Like if I'm at the pool, I I get out, I dry off, I feel fine. Sure. I think I'm partial to that. I have a beach, uh, not a beach. I have a pool at my house, but not a beach at my house. Um, <laughs> fair, totally <laughs> true. Yeah, so 
the pool, I could just hop right in. Well, when when the pod hits if the uh, when the pod hits the the levels that we're aiming for, we'll have a, a beach house over the summer, and all all our guests are a one luau. Sponsored by Messenger Papers. And the Long Island Crush Academy. <laughs> all former guests except for Flag will be invited. On flag. Not flag, <laughs> I, I should, love you. I should have listened to one of the guest episodes. In a perfect world, I could have listened to all 26 past episodes. I'm going to go back and listen to them too, by the way. You guys caught my attention. I kept forgetting I was listening to my friends because then you'd mention like Joe Serta. I'm like, oh my God, Joe Serta. Got, oh, yeah, yeah. dude. Got how, name dude, dropped yeah, on wild. this podcast. Uh, dude. He's a good guy. I went to college with him. Oh, dude, damn. That's, that's, it. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to get from going to, to know the bros to interviewing our beloved guests. So Mike Rice, um, shit, I know you kind of gave a seven year recap in our two 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 week recap, which is dude totally fine. Um, but dude, yeah, if like you just want to kind of give a rundown of of uh, hold on, oh please before before that, I wanted to shed some light on on how Rice and I know each other, and I know you kind of mentioned this, but we we know each other obviously from growing up in the same town but also from playing on the same volleyball team in high school do you remember the prayer bragus the practice where bragus and i left because foster was like yelling and kicked bragus out and then oh, yeah. like i left also like i, I want to know what's what's your take on that whole scenario oh, and how that went wow. down foster is someone that uh wrote uh one of my college letters so a big foster guy and I also oh, under, yeah. I also understood your frustrations because I have had coaches um, that were mentors to me that like fell in my eyes as tensity with the team increased and um, it was a thing. And now you both came so you came back, Bob, but Bragus didn't. What was the timeline with that? So I think if I'm remembering correctly, something happened where it was either Bragus like left. Oh, are you saying came back, like came back to practice, came back to the team? To the team, yeah. I okay, remember you yeah, guys left practice. I know Bragg has eventually quit the team, and I um, think and he was yeah. one of our better players. I think I think what happened was something something happened. He got fed up. Foster, like, he was like, "All right, you know, if you feel that way, just you know, go like go go home." So Bragg's did. He oh yeah, of course he goes. It home. was def. It was definitely one of those. And you were like, "Well, I, well, he's my guy. I don't want him to walk out alone." Well, yeah. well, Foster, I, thought, I remember that. I remember I, a lot of people recall that as the moment Bragg's walked out but well, um because foster said he was like anyone else feel the same way and i was like yeah i was like yeah i'm out like but you came i i know crazy. you came back though right didn't you I come did, back i did i think i finished out the season because one of my more memorable moments and probably the only thing of note from my volleyball career was one game i think i served like 10 points in a row like i that's great like like three or four aces and then we won a handful of volleys and i just and that was it that's all i have one yeah. game I think we probably lost that that you were slammed anyway, yeah. but <laughs> you were slamming art when we had our team going. We I like to think, you know, as captain of the team and you guys remembered me like I was an intense guy on the court or on the ball field. And um, but I was also a big team guy, like a lot of my early moments with Bobby. I was joking about, you know, you coming in like, oh, he's got this super serve like now he's going to um I didn't, I didn't mean that seriously. I was like, um, eventually I was like, Oh, this guy, you know, he's coming in. Um, but what it made me realize is you were instantly beloved by the team and everyone was your friend. I wanted to be your friend. Cause 
I was quote unquote, one of the leaders of the team. And when you're the JV volleyball team or the varsity volleyball team, they go, go back and forth or something that we'd be sitting around for two hours before uh, the match goes on and um, just completely dicking around being, <laughs> being 15 year olds. It reminded me my age, I'm not in the major leagues. And I remember there's photos on Facebook of you, Connor and I, Connor Kelly and I, I think we're like wearing each other's clothes or something. Oh my God. Uh, we're just being doofuses. And I look back at those pictures. I, every time I look back at old photos of playing sports and I had like a lot of those all throughout my Facebook, I see a lot of me with intense face and seriously dialed in. But then when I look back at some, particularly the volleyball ones, I see a lot of photos wedged in there of us just being goofballs on the bench. And, and uh, you can't take those memories away either. No. Even, yeah. Even and if you I get think... let into by a coach that you admire, but you feel like you were embarrassed in front of everyone, you still have those, those good yeah. times. And I mean, whatever foster, he's a good guy. Like you said, I mean, he's a, he was, he was probably in the right. We were just like dumb 15 year olds, but so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you guys probably on top of Je- you shouldn't have said, yeah. Yeah. And on top of, so on top of Jess being in both of your grade, I think volleyball, cause I was if you can't tell from everything we've said, I was not good. I had, I had that streak of serves and no, that was it. Under, I had, you're underselling yourself. Else. I thought you were good. I appreciate that. Uh, well, <laughs> the reason that I'm bringing that up is because all the people that were in my grade were on the varsity team. I was on JV. So I got like, so you rice, you know, Carter Thornton, Stevie rims, Braggis, like all these people I got to like be good friends with because of volleyball, because right. I was, you know, you guys were probably freshmen, sophomores at the time playing on JV. Yeah. And I'm like the junior and they're like, oh, great. We got to, you know, we got to accommodate this junior. Here's coming to coming to play on our level. So. And I think someone in your position could have gone one of two ways with it. You could have said, you know, I'm not valued high enough for varsity. So I'm going to go half-assed with this. Or you can go to my recollection. Look, obviously I'm friends with you and I had fond memories with you then, but I'd say if you pulled that whole team Back then, they'd say you really appreciated every moment we had and you used that to be a mentor for us. And obviously you bridged the gap between. Do you know how many people I played with that were a year older than me in all sports I've played over, over across the years? People that were like a year older than me. You're technically older than me. Yeah, you're the great above us. And they were unapproachable. And I felt like there was a bigger divide between it. And it seemed like there was, you know, clicks that you couldn't um, be in. I felt like that didn't exist with you. That was like a benefit to you, um, your circumstance with that. So I wouldn't have tried. I don't know how you feel about it. No, Obviously, I, it's, your, I, it's your memories, but I, I really appreciated <laughs> um, having some, especially I'm, what, I'm in ninth no, and tenth I, grade. Yeah, I was trying to do a b- bunch at once and you kind of brought the energy in a, in a way of like, let's, let's have some laughs and while we're killing it, while we're trying to get some wins. Yeah. I, I appreciate the kind words. Um, yeah, no problem. All right. So, so Billy, we'll you fast, provided we'll, that too, when you were in the dugout. There dude, you go. Hell yeah, dude. I feel like our, our like, baseball, our baseball, our baseball team. Sorry for cutting you off. I keep doing that. All no, 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 no. Our baseball just... team, our senior year, uh, we should <laughs> do it again. Uh, we should have been um, better than we were, but um, I have a lot of funny memories with you in that dugout. So. Dude, classic. I think having Joey Scuds in every dugout that I pretty much ever was in from 13 or 14 up, I think that really, that really kind of nudged me to be a real fucking idiot in the dugout. Oh my God. <laughs> which, yeah. is, uh, which is classic. It, it made it on those re- occasions where, I felt passed over. It um, was very integral to have Joey Scudero there just like scheming like incredible pranks 
<laughs> well, yeah, I don't know what the and I'm fuck glad you're to do to. another pod. For I'm that, glad so. I'm glad we're getting into this because and I know, Billy, I, I apologize because you kind of asked a question and then I totally took another direction. The only the only know. question that I wanted to make sure I asked you, Rice, was what is your and I know that there might be some sh- stories that you can't share. What is your top Joey Scudero story that you can tell our listeners? Your number one. Um, that's funny because I ran through all of them like a Seinfeld montage clip show on the train for you um my all-time story i'll tell uh the all-time one it would have to encompass all of them man and now every second i don't spend talking about it is killing your uh countdown um crap stumps they're all cold. i know they're i was gonna cold. say i know i know it's probably tough to pick one all right, well, Dude, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll explain. I'll just say that this Joey is a very dear friend of mine. You went to school in Tampa with him after Hot Pog. Uh, Bobby, uh, Billy and I played baseball with him our entire childhoods. I still talk to him pretty regularly. And I recap all these things that he pulled with me. Early in our friendship, he just did lunatic stuff to embarrass me. And I somehow remained friends with him throughout it all. And he would, you know, we had to do community service senior year and he would ever like clockwork every time he'd go sign in for me. Hey, can you go sign in for me? Um, Cause I'm off doing something and he would write my name wrong. And he knew I was a perfectionist with OCD. So he, I would go and, you know, cross out, he'd do it a pen. So I cross, cross my name, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I cross out my name and then spell it correctly. And he would spell it differently every time, a little adjustments here and there, but I conveyed an impression. The more he did and conveyed impression to the whole community that I, didn't know how to spell my own name <laughs> uh, and i stayed friends with him through all this and there's there's some r-rated things i can't say um but i told you know i tell everyone that says hey joey was Scudero. he was the class clown that didn't speak in class he was very um yeah he had, he had an eclectic he had, he had an alternative form of comedy and i remember i counseled him going into senior year he was gunning for class clown but he was getting raunchier with his comedy he was getting more daring when Twitter, <laughs> when Twitter grew into a beast, um, God, he, Twitter was an uncontrollable in high school. 2012 and 2013 was a bad time for Twitter, <laughs> especially uh, in Hop Hog, New York. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Joey Very kept ra- and Joey kept pushing the envelope, and he'd get like 49 re- favorites in like Every five fucking tweet, five yeah. minutes. Yeah, it just he was an all star, but um, so he was getting some notoriety, and everyone knew he was you know vying for class clown but um we were hanging out all the time and i sat him down i'm like you need to get back to your your pg-13 roots you need to get back to your you know um just you gotta get it bring it back down to basics not saying you have to take away the comedy but you need to like be more broad appealing because for every raunchy joke you tell you're alienating the people that could vote for you that don't like the all right it's like the sense of yes exactly yeah it's like you want to appeal to the whole public yeah like uh, my example i go austin powers beloved a film trilogy of comedies they're all gold those are pg-13 movies and they made stupid money because they pushed the envelope with sexual innuendo but nothing was hammered over the head it was all wink at the camera jokes you know what's going on but and even that is given it joey came in senior year he took my advice and his comedy elevated and he wasn't you know making an ass out of himself in terms of putting you know ugly content out there neither it was shit like um it's good for it's good run. family. It's good family fun. That's really all it is. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like it that. was run. Like that. It was run Mike Braggis for president. He hung out 
signs oh all around my campus. God. Mike, Mike Braggis, who was a very, very cool, um, very, very charming dude, skated um, literally, literally through high school, middle school, and high school. And he was not running for president, but he probably corralled in a lot of votes. And they do a message on the voicemail, by the way. Everyone that you vote for has to actually be on the ballot. You can't vote for things oh based God. on flyers that you see. And, <laughs> and Joey just kept printing out the flyers. Joey didn't care. And again, there's no there's no curse words. There's no like posing Braggus and uh, compromising unreal. situations. It's just vote for Braggus. And guess what? A lot of people voted for Braggus. And I feel bad for whoever was running for president that had votes taken away from them because of that. Um, I don't they think I don't think Joey hired- will get. They should have hired Joey as their campaign manager. Yeah, Holy I don't shit, think Joey honestly. will get retroactively canceled for that. We'll talk to him about it. I think there's a spin zone there. <laughs> but honestly, I told some Joey stories. Maybe I went overboard. But truthfully, my favorite Joey story, and this is good to get this out there, because then I'm, I definitely got to go. Um, um, I, I always run into Joey's family all the time. The last time I saw them, I wanted to I run to his parents for the best, uh, Jim and Judy. I wanted to tell them this story, but I forgot to tell them. I told you on the train. The next time I see them, because I always run into them, I'm going to tell them this. And I told, I tell, remind him this all the time. Every year in high school, he has to sign my yearbook. He's one of my best friends. Uh, asked to sign my yearbook. He would sign the yearbook. He'd say, um, you know, fun times in math class. Ha ha ha. And then uh, he'd, <laughs> and he'd sign it as, you know, insert, you know, random Hapagian's name here. Like uh, he'd do different variations of that like it was not him. I knew it was him when he said that because I'm like, I didn't have that kid sign my yearbook. And I almost said that, uh, a name, but I, I don't want them to be rubbed the wrong way with that. But he did that <laughs> stuff like that constantly. He probably did that with everyone, but he, would get, he knew he'd get under my skin. Senior year at the picnic, um, we were in different social cliques. When we hung out, it was usually, you know, just us or with baseball guys, but uh, he was in a different clique than me. And then we're brought, um, you know, talking to them, you know, um, Hey, sign your books. And Joey's like, Hey, uh, Christ, you're not gonna let me sign your yearbook. I'm like, absolutely not. You, you fuck <laughs> fuck no. Every year. Every, and I'm like, this is the big year where entire pages are devoted to like the, um, the, the teacher or, you know, you know, close friends you'll never see again. Or um, just so Joey respectfully, no, you can't sign it. Cause I can't wait. <laughs> I can't waste this. All the pages are sacred here. It's like, I promise I'll write something legit. I swear. Um, and I did that, you know, corny lame thing where, you don't read everyone's words until after graduation and, and prom yeah. and everything. So I flipped through it and this guy, and I had a lot of good things written by teachers and, you know, old friends, um, you know, someone I interviewed for my newspaper um, years after I haven't seen him. I hadn't seen him in a while. Justin Allbinder was a big friend of mine. He's moved. He's a hop hog legend that moved on to his Jersey boys off Broadway. And I did a story for that, for the paper back then he wrote a beautiful thing in my yearbook. I countless things of people that I was good friends with and that we lost touch, but then they came back and wrote something great in my yearbook. Joey by far wrote the best. Joey by far wrote the sweetest thing that anyone wrote in my yearbook that year. And to this day, I'm not convinced that it wasn't a, a bit, another troll. A yeah, like, yeah, so crazy. Like, if you watch, um, do you know what, watch any Nathan, if you watch any Nathan Fielder stuff, 
he's got that kind of comedy where it's like let, he's probably like let me i don't know if it was sincere or he wrote like let me write the sweetest thing ever and have him you know tormented for years whether or not i actually meant that <laughs> and then i bring that up to him he's like i got no clue what you're talking about i'm like this guy's this guy's <laughs> this a guy's mastermind fucking, this like, guy's yeah. fucking and you nuts. gotta keep you gotta keep people like that close otherwise they'll burn you <laughs> speaking speaking of which bill I'm about to read what you wrote in my yearbook, my senior wow. year. Wow, good segue. Wow. All right, ready? Dear Bob, we had a shitload of... By the way, I haven't read this in probably 10 years before right now, so I don't know what's coming. <laughs> Shit, this is nuts. We had a shitload of fun this year. Mad Taco Bell trips, toking, thrift shopping, ending this year with a sick beach volleyball season. College should wow. be pretty dope once you get out of this shithole called Hot Hog High School. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully we hit up. I don't even know what this says. Hopefully we hit up some. Oh, hit up some car meets this summer, and get crazy oh reckless. God. Only thing I know about the summer is a sick amount of chill sessions in Alex's backyard. Wow, rest in peace, Alec. Wow, unreal. Peace. Good. Good luck in life and run shit. Whatever you do, Billy Emig. Wow, let's go. Wow, I'm I'm moved. Right. That, that that was what was that ten years ago. Was that 10 One, already? Nine, 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 nine years ago, yeah. Yeah, because we were 13. Christ. We're, we're 14. Dude. Yeah, that's insane. That's nuts. Wow, so, I really hope you find Joey's. Dude, I don't think I oh, asked Joey. I have it. I should. I didn't know if um if I was at home, I would have whipped it up. I don't know if I would have shared what he wrote. It was honestly beautiful. And um, I don't even want to share the details, but it's like, you know, guys know Joey. Listeners out there that know Joey Scudero um, know his style and that they're they are familiar with his insane. work yeah, there's insane. that there's nothing like it i'm like can't even believe you <laughs> <laughs> wrote something like, really sincere i'm blown I'm like, away. this is the guy like i probably wrote essays for and then he th- threw my own style back in my face um, unreal but anyway yeah i can't wait to tell him about that that I, like you know listen to bobby and bill's um podcast and he's gonna make some joke about that yeah, it's unreal i didn't fucking he's gonna say some yogi bear thing like ah, i didn't say half the things i said they say they think yeah I said. he's a, he's, he's, a, he's an enigma it. but he's also very cool um Dude, oh, yeah. that, that is just and, Joey and aware he's aware of box. his own mythos so um that's always good for comedy i don't he good should people. he should have pursued he should have gotten into improv or something like or the nathan some. fielder stuff there's still time but there, there is still time. Like, You're correct. Yeah, for all the work I put into, you know, film school and screenwriting and all these things, and you're trying to think of jokes. You know, how do I, you know, dress this scene up with like um, some comic relief? And then Joey Scudero just floods an entire uh, dorm building at ten. At, at ten. <laughs> <laughs> after ba- after bouncing off every wall in everyone's house, including his own, all through his childhood, nothing ever breaks. I bump into one. Uh, ping pong table he runs upstairs like mom dad you're never gonna believe it rice was a madman he freaking broke everything in our our, oh our, our basement God. like i don't, don't want to be friends with him anymore <laughs> Dude, all right unreal. so i'm sure we could we could probably have a whole ep- yeah. i'm sure we will at some point have you a open up a can of worms Joey, when you bring him up yeah. yeah yeah i i wanted to toss it back to bill because you at the very start you you had asked rice a question and i kind of veered us a different way dick <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but seriously, um, yeah, this is pretty much just the last part that that we kind of have down just for the interview. Um, so kind of going off the best memory of Joey, what was your best memory of renegade baseball? Renegade baseball, honestly, baseball. honestly, and I really hope you were there. Um, the last game, um, 
Yes, I was because okay. I because I recall when like it was the like last last game and like after that it, it was done. We all knew it, and we had nine. And you know, a lot of the guys I brought to the crush at this point, the team is adjusting to some renegades. But at the time, mm-hmm. I thought we thought it could have been our last game. We knew we knew it was, and we were de- we had a nine guy crew. Uh, you know, in baseball, you need nine guys to fill the lineup at least. A lot of it was eight or nine guys that whole summer. O'Keefe, who was our catcher, went on vacation, so we didn't have a catcher. Oh my god! So I caught, and I'm a lefty. And at that point, and you know, I got my dad was a catcher, my brother is a great catcher. And um, I never caught a game in my life. And I said, I'd catch. I'm catching Sean Perhouse. Sean Perhouse throws. Good luck. Good luck. He throws a hard, hard knuckleball. Like it defies everything you're taught about a knuckleball. Hard everything. Hard slider, hard fastball. All of it. It's the toughest guy to catch in your your first. uh, Yeah, he was the best. And he's still killing it. He, He stopped playing for five years with the crush. He came back. He threw a no hitter in his first game. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, pick up, pick up right where he left off. What yeah. is he, Jacob Degrom? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I don't know. He's insane. Uh, I love that guy. But uh, unreal, um, unreal. So that was my favorite because I and I was trying to hit a home run all game and it didn't happen. But I remembered everything went perfect. Sean pitched and I caught Basil at the ending and everyone was mashing. And I knew, you know, I had in the back of my mind, listen, senior year could be a crapshoot. I don't know who's going to be on the team. I don't mm. know what my role will be. There's always the springtime nerves. There's always like the sheer just, um, you know, with school baseball, it was like counterintuitive to like, we're not even in prime baseball season where it's raining and it's snowing and exactly and you can't feel your hands. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a baseball player that I needed like dirt on my hands and needed like the warm weather. So that was a lot of obstacles, but that renegade summer specifically, I never had a better summer. We didn't really, Dude, we won, unreal. we won some games, but we didn't really, you know, we, we didn't stretch before the games. We just went right no, into we just it. Bullshit. That, yeah. That, like, oh, all right. Kills, first inning. <laughs> that, that kills you later on. But at the time we were crushing it. And, um, but that last game, it's a type of thing. I always joke in the dugout. I always, um, you know, I'm uh, always writing film scripts and no matter how far away I start, I always turn them into baseball scripts by the end. Uh, and just it the power of the dugout and the camaraderie with the guys. And, you know, we've seen all the movies, but I feel like I have unique spins on it. It all stems from renegades. You know, we were just talking about Joey. His father was the coach of this team and he knew more about baseball um, than all the coaches we had. Yeah, up. he was an um, unreal combined, coach. He combined. was unbelievable. Yeah. Wasn't he, he a Tiger? Wasn't he a former Tiger? Yeah, he was, he was in the minor he was multiple teams. Yeah, and he um, he really just let us go do our thing, an Agostino too, and um, that Agostino going, yeah. man, what a so, fucking, what a guy, bro. Those memories I, I hold like really dear, and because that's hundred percent, you know, base. Um, obviously you could attest, Bill, like while in school ball, um, you know it's kind of limited who can get their opportunities here and there. And you got fucking 35 men teams. You can't exactly even fit, can't even fit everyone into the team photo, but renegades like every year it was nine guys. We all got 60 at bats. We all went, <laughs> we to, literally, we all went to, oh roll every we all went to Hooters after every game. We could have gotten swept in the double header. You boys win. Fuck yeah, we win. Wigs, wigs, bitch. Wait, yeah. Dude, unreal. Yeah, that was that was a blast. I don't think I really realized how much fun it was until I got out of it. Yeah, it yeah. Kind of sucks. The, it's the office thing, the thing that was said at our um our our valedictorian Christopher Giuliano. He cited the office. Like, why? Well, wow, shout out Ed Helms. 
saying in the finale of the office spoilers if you haven't seen the office to your listeners <laughs> um that i wish there was a way you could recognize the good the good old days when you're in them and um thankfully you know i had the idea to start the men's league team after high school and sometimes it's a real genius yeah sometimes so genius. it's a real annoyance to field teams but when we're in that dugout and we're going it's it's like you're a kid again and obviously people Literally. got jobs now and i don't know how much you guys are doing hockey right or or you did some hockey here and there um or my I, I, I played when I was in high school I didn't know if you guys played after in like men's league hockey. Um, Sadly, but, uh, I would. I think that would be a blast, though. Fuck. Yeah. Well, and Billy, you're always welcome to come back to the crush. Dude, Let's I would go. love to Don't... sit in the dugout, just bullshit all day. <laughs> oh, my D- God. D'Antonio came and coached first for us once. That was Did awesome. He? Yeah. And Bob, please, if, if you still feel curbed that I didn't. Um, Offer an invite at first. When was the last time you played baseball? When was the last time you played baseball? I mean, I played wiffle ball like a month ago when my, we had family over at my house. But no, if if I come, if I come, I'll bring the uh, the orange slices and the Capri Suns, and, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> yeah, dude, <Most> unreal. <laughs> so so Wrong rice. Sport, Bill. <laughs> rice. Wrong sport, <laughs> really? Whatever. Orange slices uh, with soccer. I, whatever. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm bringing them. I'm bringing them. Oh, yeah, um, fucking who cares? <laughs> So Rice, I wanted to give you a chance because after after this, we'll probably move into our you know our regularly scheduled regularly scheduled sure. programming with like our shows and the bracket that we got coming up. But I wanted to give you a chance to talk about you know what it is that you're doing now, the newspaper, and uh, you know all that all that fun stuff. Thank you, man. I appreciate all the opportunity to speak about myself, about my own, you know what brought me to here specifically you guys today and I've weaved it in already, but you know, to double back and expand on kind of what I envision myself coming on here um, for, you know, this summer I've had a lot of headway in, you know, I joined this paper, um, this paper company, that's three newspapers. And um, I got promoted to sports and entertainment editor in February. I joined in June of 2021 as a staff writer, um, you know, worked my ass off and then, then, here's where I'm now. Um, and I'd say this one story kind of changed things in a way that made me, you know, kind of go into a rock and roll in summer of putting out risky and but not risky, but like bold, more, I call it cutting journalism stories that are really going to move the needle. And I was brought in to youthify kind of, you know, <laughs> you all hear what they say about print journalism. They say newspapers are dead. Um, I was the editor-in-chief of the high school paper, editor-in-chief of my college paper. So I have a huge passion for, you know, the print um, version of journalism. And I also am aware of the times and I consider myself someone perfectly capable of helping uh, a company that was taken over by a team that wanted to get the word out there and, you know, drive up sales for the print by promoting it on digital, starting a website and social media campaigns and when I first joined, it was a couple of us here, some carryovers from the last regime, some um, imports, new blood, including myself. And now I've got a whole team working underneath me. Um, writers I've developed and interns and multimedia and digital. It's just really humbling um, to see the efforts that I put in turn into other people putting in efforts and then them having a team. And then hopefully this is just the start of something, you know, it, um, it's um, something that I was lacking what during COVID um, I got into some freelance writing jobs and I knew that, you know, I'm coaching baseball and playing baseball. I was the captain of sports teams. I envision myself as a leader. I'm just looking for that chance. So 
I just kind of operate in that way that just take every opportunity I can. And no one has seemed to stop me yet while I'm at this job because I really like this, this job. Great. And uh, this one story I was alluding to was in mid-May. It came down the pipe. This was not a story that I pitched. And it's usually me pitching movie essays with no timeliness at all. I'll interview, I'll uh, review newer movies, but um, for uh, a lot of times I'll get creative with, you know, take a national story and try and find a local spin because it's local journalism. And we're trying to expand and cover a lot more than our tri-town coverage. But as of now, I use my side of the world and my perception on pop culture and the pulse that I have on things of that elk. And I try and get the local readers engaged in things other than politics, which is the first section of our paper. Right. And, um, and so in mid-May, Forty Barn, after two years of um, kind of purgatorial, nothing happening, they did a fundraiser. Forty Barn, of course, the local listeners will know is the um, famous, iconic, you know, party haven of the... <laughs> Of the yeah, Hazen's. I don't even know how to explain yeah. that yeah. place, honestly. And, uh, it was I, literally a, a tent over mud. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, it was straight out of a dream And when I, I went once. And you guys know, you, you grew up with me. I made appearances at parties. I, I wouldn't identify myself as a partier. College, I, you know, I did some of that, but um, that's not really my scene. But the one time I went, I ran into Billy there. I ran into like insane 40 to 50 to 60 people all independent of each other. It wow. just felt like you were, it's a, a montage. You're of, at teen center. Yeah. It's Literally, all over again. Dude. And everyone is old. Everyone has beards. Now everyone has a yeah, deep voice. Right? Yeah. It's uh, fucking weird, bro. And time, um, time goes like it was that. crazy. I mean, it's and nuts. it's, and it's funny too, because so with this story, it was assigned to me by, my editor and she said, you know, Bordy Barn officially said they're closing their doors and there was hope that they were going to reopen this summer because the COVID of it all was, um, you know, opening the world back up, but bittersweet, they have to announce they're not going to go. So I'm my vision for the story is, okay, I'll do the story. And I know a lot of people, including one person on this pod that used to go there frequently and you'd always see their photos there. And Bordy Barn is the place where you're covered head to toe in smiley faces by the time you're finished with your first cup. And I'm like, my vision is I'm going to get quotes from everybody. I'm going to be struggling to include, to figure out what to cut uh, and how to fit all this on one page. When I'm writing, you know, in an online blog format, you can't, um, you, you can you, you use every word you want. But right. When I right. have to fit it onto one page, you have to, I always I'm telling a team of writers, Monday morning emails, you know, before you submit this, just if you have two, two adjectives to describe something, choose one. If they say both of the same thing, choose one and stick with it. Like kill your darlings stuff like that. It's like the writing tutor in me and hmm. the editor. Um, but me personally, I kind of use that rule when it comes to uh, on, on the online version of it. So anyway, Bordy Barn, um, I had this plan. I reach out to everybody. Will you go on the record? Everyone's like, no, I uh, trying to be a teacher now. Don't want my students to see that the pictures of me or hear me talking about promoting certain things, which is totally understandable. Oh, I'm trying to be a cop now. Um, so I was struggling to get people to talk on the record. So then I thought, well, hold on. I, I have um, my bachelor's degree in journalism. My master's degree is in screenwriting and production. And when I'm not writing journalism, I'm writing movie outlines. I'm writing short stories. 
I've done, I've written, written screenplays. I do a lot of that. I've been doing that for quite some time. And that's something that I envision being a huge part of my future. So then I thought, let me get creative with this. It became more narrative journalism and it was half reporting the news. Bordy Barnes closed, it opened in the seventies. These two gentlemen opened it. There were, I got quotes from a local cover band that I do some stories with uh, that they appeared there in the eighties and they were talking about what it was like then versus now. Wow, it was kind cool. of what, and it was what the, the, that was the first half of the story. That was the first page of the story. It's if you have a double page story in print, that's like, wow, it's a whammy, uh, double whammy. And that was the first page. And it was basically what everyone else was running. I and I took, you know, everyone was reporting all the local outlets were saying Bordy Barnes closed. The second half of the story, I went, it was a, my so proud of it. Uh, the first truly instant you ever hear of like method acting the actor you know gets invested in the character I method wrote this I didn't get like <laughs> I didn't get under the influence for it but I wrote it as if I was there again and I tried yeah. and I walked because when I went there I was completely sober when I showed up there um, and then the night you know the day becomes <laughs> what it becomes yeah. for everyone that yeah. attends you know, give it two hours. Yeah. Give it two hours and yeah. I don't want to um, spoil some of the key moments of my story but when um, we promote your pod and everything, I want, I want to get this story back going. The story, when it came out, it was the most feedback I've gotten to a lot of my stories. It's the type of thing that I, when I impromptu decided to join Crunch Gym, um, when I was stuck in traffic once right in front of there, I'm like, let me go in and finally go to the place where I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to run into everyone I know. I'm not going to get anything done. Um, all I'm going to be doing is catch up with people. I walk in and people are floodgating me. Oh my God, the Bordy Barn story. Oh my God. You nice. really, you That's really, so painted, sick. you really painted the picture. It was like, I was there again, Dennis young, who I took his, my experience with him. And I'll share this one part of the story where I needed some air and I needed to not be waiting on a line to get into porta potties where you have to run into shady characters from your past named Billy Emig and no, thank you. You're too sweaty, man. <laughs> invest, invest. It's fact. Uh, I'm like, no, no, no I, I need some air. I want to go find a bathroom inside. And I, I recap this and I, I, it was, I never said this is what I did, but I say like what the, what it was like for me. And you can infer that it was me, but it just kind of, is a microcosm with experiences. But anyway, I recap and I don't name drop him, but I told him after because he reacted to the story. He was like, dude, you crushed that. And I'm like, you're literally in it. You're one of the characters. Oh my God. Uh, and it was that I went inside Bordy Barn and I kept walking and I, I'm looking for, at this point, I, a few drinks in as everyone is there. I don't know who would have stayed sober there because uh, <laughs> uh, people are annoying if you're not, um, if you are sober. Uh, but I go in, I'm looking for a bathroom and I'm like, it's so dim in here. I like, can't see anything. And I'm just like, why would you make a room so dim? And it was like 10 minutes. I'm in here looking for a bathroom and I'm like, okay, I, it's cause I have my sunglasses on still. I didn't know I had my sunglasses. <laughs> on uh, so I wrote that <laughs> like, that's how, um, um, what the impact of that environment is like on you. Uh, I ran and then as the further I go, just, it was like, you feel like you're in a dream, your heart's pounding. And I'm just like, this is a fun day, but I have no clue where I am. And I'm kind of lost inside the inner here. Like all I've heard is this is a tent city and I'm inside an actual bar and there's not a lot of people around here. And oh my God, there's a guy on the floor and he looks like he's in trouble. Let me go help this stranger for some 
for some, you know, good karma. And maybe he'll be able to tell me where I can find a bathroom in here. And I look, go and it's Dennis. Oh <laughs> um, my God. And he's just here. He's just here like Dennis. And he's like, Mike Rice. Holy crap. Oh my God. I just pick him <laughs> up. I'm like, dude, what the hell? And in the story, I kind of recap it. Like, um, I recap it. It's two buddies so excited to see each other. And I, welcome you inside someone like me's head where you're running into someone you're both talking you neither can hear each other you can't even read lips because of where your mindset's at then but what you're thinking in your head is man i wish netflix netflix uh captions were real yeah <laughs> they oh, can put yeah. them on this person because i need them right now or <laughs> at that point in the in the day you're wondering why they're not working i'm trying to put his subtitles on but they won't work uh, <laughs> um so all the basketball jerseys you see around and uh, it is crazy unique environment. And it's, I've, I'd like to believe that the way I painted it, the story gets gradually more off the rails as it goes, just like it was to be there. In the beginning, I was like, everyone's bumping into my elbows. I kind of, this isn't my type of environment. And by the end, I was wailing Mr. Brightside louder than everybody and I have all these pictures of me with girls and guys that I don't know, girls and guys that I did know, just like all in the smiley faces. It was like a very interesting experience. I never went again. I know people that went every week. Uh, and I just, um, with the Bordy Barn story, it gave me license because no one would get back to me with quotes and I had to be more imaginative and use the stories that I had absorbed through all like whether things I experienced or what I know others experienced. I know I have one friend that he had a photo of himself as um, he was pretending that a hot dog was a phone and he st stood between the two security guards on the way to go. And I thought it was an iconic photo. And while I couldn't use the photo for it, I described that scene as, you know, one of the many things that you'd experience there. And um, coming from my filmmaking background or, or rather film study background and screenwriting and just knowing, you know, when you're a writer, like me that has aspirations for whether it's novels or, or writing movies and short stories, everyone that is advising you in that direction all say the same thing. They tell you to write what you know. What I know is all these great people that I've met along the way and writing them, then subsequently writing them into things. And every writer has that period in the process when you're writing, and I consider this, it was journals, it was narrative journalism, but it was a narrative. Nonetheless, so I was telling a story. And this was one of those stories where I came to, uh, didn't come to a crossroads here, but I knew in the past, the writing process, you pour out what you can, you know, the, the person that's, uh, God bless you, Billy. I think you had a two double sneeze. Is the third coming? They come in threes. You good? I think it's Mike's illness too. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone <laughs> wanted to hear that, so I muted myself. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can still see it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you come to a point where, well, now I've written what I know, and now who's allowed to see it? Because what you know, like I said, everyone that I've ever met, they're going to have in their mind, like, well, oh, that character was about me. Am I going to offend anyone? Am I, uh, is it going to rub people the wrong way if I, you know, if I clearly base someone off them? But when I wrote this Bordy Barn story, it's again, it's in a local journalism outlet. I was assigned this story. I wrote this late Wednesday night. The quick paper turnaround was Thursday morning. I didn't have time to think like, is this going to upset people or is this going out of line here? Are people going to react to the story? Like, why did he eulogize a place where everybody got drunk? Um, I didn't have any of these thoughts going through my head and I'm glad I didn't 
And I like to believe I'm at a point where I wouldn't have had I been given time to to uh, further craft the story. I churned it out, submitted it, slated it, put smiley face graphics all in print, comes out the next day. And then on Friday, I joined Crunch Gym and I've got people. And then on Instagram, people when I was promoting it, including Billy, including Dennis, including like the 20 or 30 more people that over the days and weeks that reached out to me, I got people that I wrote them into the story and they couldn't have been more proud to have made their way into it. And that really warmed my heart. And it was a, I'd, I'd say a, a two month streak of me writing stories similar to that. And I started a humor column at the paper after that. And I did this whole big, one of the examples, I did a whole story on my haircut. I got an impromptu haircut once and I said the spontaneous haircut is a lost art. We need to bring that back. COVID killed that. COVID killed the spontaneous haircut star, I think was the title of that. Like I started doing funny things, things that were in my um, non-existent stand-up act that I used to write for years. And I'm like, oh, let me write a script about a stand-up comedian that will be able to be a stand-up comedian because I don't have you know a platform to do that in Hotbox. But <laughs> you know, seeing the response to the Body Barn story, I said, why am I waiting for things when I could just start doing them now? So now I'm using my assets as a writer and a storyteller um, and a communicator. And obviously I'm someone that everyone knows around town and I'm trying to make our town and just know our parts, our upbringing, a place that isn't the butt of the joke. They're the teller of the joke. They, they're the ones that work the room. And uh, it really helps improve me in terms of how I could reach who I, how I could reach people, who I could reach and reminded me the people in my past that are rooting for me. And, you know, there's people that, you know, you burn bridges with, and then there's people that just fall out of your lives. Um, but at Bordy Barn, especially that's where they all come in collision with each other all at once. Yep. And you don't have time to think about all the negative things. It's all good stuff there. And we've all, you know, been in rooms, sadly, where we're saying goodbye to someone, but I like to believe saying goodbye to a place in this way helps bring all the good memories back for everyone that's been there. And just, um, again, like I couldn't be more proud to work for a paper that allowed me to do this because there's been other places, not necessarily that I worked for, but there's, you wouldn't, um, this wasn't a lock of a, of a vision. This was something I felt like I had to sell, but everyone was on board that like you had, it. you know, Jerry Maguire, you had me at hello. Like you had me at Bordy barn, uh, mm. was all the feedback that I had from the, the bullpen and, um, my editor's publisher. Um, so I put that story out and that kind of still has traction. I'd like to, you know, get more for it as you guys promote it. And I promote you and vice versa. You scratch my back. I scratch yours. We talked about that at length, uh, in arranging this together. And while I'm, aware of the fact that we may not get 20 somethings to subscribe to the print version of the paper. It's what um, allows me to do this for as long as I have and continue to whether um, while I'm here. So I'd say it's only $25 a year. And uh, if you promo code subscribe with rice and it's messengerpapers.com and you get redirected to whether you want the Smithtown messenger, if you're a Smithtown resident, Brookhaven messenger, if you're Brookhaven, Islip messenger and so forth. Or if you just want to subscribe to it, if you're one of these two buddies from, you know, Billy in Alabama or Bobby Ooh. in Tampa, and I've hooked you enough and <clears throat> you want to see this. And if you don't want it in print, that's okay. Cause it's on digital and all your listeners will will be able to see that again soon if they hadn't seen it by now. Sweet. And uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to to wax poetic about the Bordy Barn and the Mike Reistetter story. So, dude, no. yeah. absolutely, this is yeah. what you're here for, you know. Dude, I actually, about, baby. 
I've never been to Bordy Barn and oh, loser. Went. loser, loser. I thought you went once. <laughs> no, I had that in the no, record straight. <laughs> I had no interest. I knew exactly what it was going to be like. I'm, I was like, I'm good. Not for me. I'll do whatever else I did on those Friday, Saturday nights. I was like, I want to know part of it. <laughs> Dude, but fair. Totally. I know. Fair. I know it holds a special places, or a special place in people's hearts. But, but Rice, yeah, you nailed it. I mean, Appreciate we it. will, we will put your info. We'll put the, um, like I said, we'll put the papers info in our episode description. Maybe we'll do a swipe up when we post about about our episode on our story. Yeah, I'll yeah. Let, I'll let Bill handle that as our social media manager. Perfect. Thank you. Yep. I'm, I'll give, give I'm you guys the director, all my media yeah. guys. And I'll give Fuck you guys yeah. um, all the things you need from my end on us all promoting each other. So. Yeah, sweet. I'll send over the contract details later. <laughs> sweet, sweet. But um, yeah, closing out the interview with Mike Rice Setter, we are shifting it over to um, two TV shows that have ended for a good bit now, but we haven't even touched on just because we've been so balls deep in Marvel. Um, Facts. We're go- Facts. We are going to touch on The Boys as well as Stranger Things, which is honestly, I thought two masterpieces. Insane. Um. So let's kick this off with the boys, Bob. If you want, you can uh, take reins on this bad boy. Um, so for anyone, okay. Spoiler alert. Got Bang, that out of the way. Got you. that out of the way. Thank okay. You. So for anyone who doesn't know, the boys is essentially because I don't think we've talked about it yet, Bill. But the boys mm-hmm. is essentially think of Marvel. Think of you know the Avengers. The boys takes place in you know a real world <laughs> where a team like the Avengers or people with super powers exist and they use those superpowers exactly how you think like a corrupt politician or like someone yeah. who's, who's super power hungry would. So the boys is three seasons deep right now. Um, I'm honestly like 10 out of 10. I don't Easy see, that 10. see that lightning Easy. outside, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought that you're like, that was your TV, but it's not. No, no, all right. No, we're if 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 I drop out of the zoom, that's why it's because I lost power. But um fair. Dude, yeah, 10 out of 10 for the boys. I mean, I loved ever since I saw the first like episode, I was I was hooked. Um I thought the third season they really ramped it up a lot with some of the like I thought the whole you both have seen the boys, right? By the way. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. So I I thought the concept of Soldier Boy never never have being like killed and he was like stored in this like you know vat of whatever it was in in russia right i thought the whole fact of him coming back and then having like ptsd and like wanting to basically exterminate the team that like put him in that factory in russia in the first place i thought that was like a sick story arc for the whole season Uh so Um, sick did you did you see it coming? I'll toss it over to, to both of you, actually, for your opinions. Did you see the season ending having uh, what's what's the son's name? Ryan. I can't remember. Ryan. Ryan. There you go. Wow. Did, we nailed it, Rice. Thank you. Did you that. see Welcome. like at the beginning Data, of the please. season at the beginning <laughs> of the season? Did you see him being pretty much like on Homelander's side by the end of it? Nope. Not at all. No, I didn't. Nothing. I didn't really think of it, honestly. I really didn't think he would would play that big of a part. I know it ended season two, which was like how they ended off with him and just kind of shit like that. But I I really didn't think he was going to take a side to that whole deal of killing his mom and shit and whatnot. But, dude, I think it's interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, I still I thinking think, about it. Yeah, I think Homeland or not Homelander. I think Butcher kind of like like he was definitely on Butcher's side, but then Butcher kind of pushed him away when Butcher he was blew like, it. Yeah, Butcher yeah, blew it yeah. with the fucking Temp V. That's sick. Fuck, what a well, sicko, man. The Temp V, but he was also like, I can't forgive you for what you did to for, I, I to Becca. The, Becca, yeah, he's like, I can't forgive you. Like you, you know, you killed her. And at that point, Ryan was like, all right, screw Butcher. And then when Homelander I'll, I'll came go back. With Homelander. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I have a weird take in that I almost kind of bring the, the writer's room to task. And obviously there's comics and stuff. But I just think of the, the boys were essentially on PEDs all season. While I wouldn't say keep um barry bonds and roger clemens out of the baseball hall of fame <laughs> we're, go- we're gonna have to send huey and um butcher especially to counseling and for like lethal drug ad- addiction before well, they get, uh, get back into the boys they well, don't level the playing field a little bit it was a little cheating by the writers I-, I felt and and not only that the season ends off with butcher finding out he has like 12 months to live or whatever yeah. i personally this is like you know a way too early speculation i think he's just going to end up taking some like permanent v because he's the full v exactly right. yeah i think uh, i think this season too and again i i mean i i'm a part of quote unquote film twitter i'm in and out of it and <laughs> tv show twitter and it's like you say one positive thing like i thought homelander was so compelling and some people are like this guy's pro homelander he he worships him like a hero well no no, no. i just thought the villains were almost too good this season. It like took away from the boys for me. I think the, the way they handled Homelander, it was like he it was the Homelander show. Um, Dude, it was my take on this season. It used to be more balanced between and the boys. I was like, the boys are doing some questionable things for me. Meanwhile, Homelander and his soldier boy. Uh, I don't want to spoil for your followers. No, spoil it. That's a crazy spoil it. Spoil it. Spoil it. Oh, spoiled. that he's his Spoiled father. It. That he's Spoiled fa- it. soldier. Spoiled it. <laughs> that soldier boy's his father. Like, oh my god, how did I not yeah, see that? That was classic. What the hell? Um, and I mean, I like, I like to come up with the outside the box com- uh, comparable whenever I'm talking to people. What it reminds me of the boys. I think a Homelander. I think a Mickey Mouse in South Park. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, god dude. it's it's verbatim it's verbatim and I yeah he's just a, power hungry and they yeah. can't do anything about it like and yeah, term, can't do yeah. anything and in terms of the co- the commentary on hollywood and superheroes all gathered under one roof together under one tower my mind goes to did you guys watch drawn together on comedy central when you were kids Mm-mm. no it was uh it was it would come on after south park i don't know if you remember it it was like a, a spoof of reality shows where everyone's all under one roof roof and they had raunchy superheroes in that and uh a lot of that feels uh is like nostalgia in my mind when i'm watching the boys that's beyond the obvious like this is ripping on marvel this is ripping on dc well yeah, what did, yeah. Uh, and me too and yeah what did what did you guys think was actually before i ask that question do you both remember from season two when they break out of the like psych ward and that blonde headed girl cindy She's like telekinetic. She gets shot in the back like nine times with an AK and then she turns around and just like blows the guy up. Like she was all good. Yeah. Do you remember her? She like she looked like a grown up 11 from Stranger Things. Yeah, she was she would just go like that and then they would fucking die. So Mm -hmm. I think next season. 
because you have what's her name veronica who's now like running for president or vice president or something vice, i think yeah. i think next season is going to be like it's going to be like a triangle it's going to be like homelander and ryan versus veronica versus the boys who recruit this cindy girl i feel like she's so, going to come back so, so like a triple threat match almost yeah yeah they're going to fight for uh for what's his name guerrero's son's custody oh um, my god dude eddie guerrero, eddie guerrero. for dominic's custody <laughs> dominic's custody yeah dude i killed it i thought that shit was real i was like oh my god they're gonna fight for ryan's so custody <laughs> dude yeah i thought it was nuts how at the end of the season when he just lasered that, that guy's brains out of that and they're I, all like, i was wondering what the meme was all yes about. dude yes yeah. uh-huh and then, okay. that meme. all right that's the meme that meme was everywhere yeah. Everywhere, Dude, but now, but he's now a crazy that just gives him leeway. Yeah, that I think that kind of gives him his path to be a full on psycho. And now he's gonna have no, no chain or no guidelines oh, yeah. to follow as like a human being almost. He's no. just gonna be a sick fuck next season. It's gonna be crazy. So, what was the question I was gonna ask? Is what was, in your opinion, the most memorable scene from this season? Because a lot of stuff happened, but like, what was your most memorable scene? Uh, when probably when that dude was walking through his cock when like he was like oh my god like shrinking like oh my my god not a not a fan at all oh (laughs) my god no not at all i couldn't (laughs) believe they actually took that writing and brought it to life i didn't um, i didn't know where they were going with that until he like unzips his pants and flops it out i was like this is where they're going they uh they broke it down on barstool that there was a a strong internet campaign countering the why doesn't ant-man just shrink and then crawl in yes. thanos and then just get big thanos and then they that was the commentary there by that's hilarious that. they, they that's hilarious first episode yeah that that episode made me want nothing more than to just like not <laughs> just not have seen that, that not have seen that scene yeah i could have i could have gone probably, without it, it yeah, very... that and probably homelander when he just blew that guy's head off like i think th- those are the top two that was pretty crazy yeah yeah that was nuts nuts couldn't believe it i liked when he signed and not a scene but an image and i like to i can't remember it was just established that he quickly healed because of the temp v but um i loved when they had a shot on homelander you didn't see him signing it but then the scene ends with homelander having signed um huey's yes, cast yes homelander i just thought that was they do like if you bro- sorry for cutting you off if you broke your arm in high school and the boys was out when we were in high school and joey's like let me sign your cast he would have signed yeah homelander. <laughs> that, that, that is definitely joey that is yeah, right 100 because they they did show him sign it because he grabs a marker and he just takes huey's arm and he writes it huge not like a small signature just huge massive. Like homelander massive yeah. so um, no one else can sign it it's very homelander but right. then huey's arm is fine in the next scene maybe it was because of the v and i i missed that but uh, dude, he, he well, that's in the cast again. Exactly. He takes the temp V and he he heals. He's fine. He's cut, all good. The cut in his hand <clears throat> heals. His arm heals. Makes I sense. Thought, that's what I thought happened. I thought one of the craziest scenes was when Kamiko is when they're in Russia and she's trying to like do that hit for um um to get what's the girl's name Kim or something or the the I can't remember the um, woman. The woman who French Frenchies? No, well, the, the girl, the mob boss that like tells little, Frenchie what to do. Little Nina, little Nina, whatever. We'll call her that. We'll call her that. I thought it was sick when Kamiko Kamiko is in the um like mansion with like the Russian guy and all his like escorts or like whatever. 
and she just stabs him through the back of the head with like the dildo and it like comes like yeah, through the that back was of his fucking head. Wild. Dude, and then she she literally uses like three different dildos to like kill all these like Russian <laughs> these like mobsters. People. Dude, yeah, I thought that I was insane. Know, yeah. I like that, that this. That I like that this part show. comes right after promoting my newspaper. It's a cl- It's a great, um, <laughs> great juxtaposition. It's great follow up. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. Like, yeah, no. I think unreal. that's the only thing that get. <laughs> that would be a, something I don't come back from if I write the word dildo in uh, in one of <laughs> in one of my stories. It <laughs> was the thing with the Bordy Barn story. I pushed the envelope, and there was innuendo and stuff too. But I I handled it in a way that I didn't set myself up for disaster. So sorry, oh, cancellation, sorry for bringing in more promotion. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, can we shift over to maybe a lighter show? Maybe not not taking a walk through a dick hole. Um, <laughs> well, we're going Stranger Things again. Uh, equally well, traumatic. Uh, <laughs> one. So hold on. Scale show. scale of scale out of ten. What do you give? What do you give the boys ten. season three? Absolute ten. I think that was the best one yet. Hundred percent. I go eight out of ten just because I don't think it was the boys. I think it was Homelander. I think the show was Homelander. Fair. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I think in the grand of scheme of things, I could see this show being like a seven or eight season show. And I think this will be very big for not only Homelander's character development, but Ryan. I think this season in particular will be like it'll probably be scene more where Ryan. Yeah. yeah, right. Grows up. Right. So. All right. Let's 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 get into Stranger Things, because that's a. Uh, I would say that's probably a more widely watched show than 100%. the boys. And this was wild. Um, yeah. I liked how they, I liked how they kind of just split it off into two parts. How one was seven episodes, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna slam you with two episodes, but jam it all into four hours." So I was like, "All right, dude. I guess it's kind of cool." But dude, it was sick. I loved it. What a fucking show! On like honestly, unreal. Did you again? I'll, similar question to what I said about the boys. Did you see it coming when? what's his name the aid guy the helper guy from the facility where like 11 and all the other kids were being trained number one did you see number one becoming vecna being vecna no uh uh-uh. i did not i kind of thought there would be some collisions there's a lot of stranger things similar shows that i never want to take away from my stranger things fandom i'm a big fan but i always kind of i don't think i always guess it but i was like there has to be a way to combine the like the villains some like tie in. There's gonna yeah. be some collision. Like well, yeah, I feel like he got a yeah. lot of screen time as well, and and, and I think that's what kind of led to it. it was like oh yeah, I didn't think it'd be exactly that. Yeah. I thought I thought it was nuts how they tied him as a kid into Victor Victor Creel or whatever the right. guy's name is, killing his whole family, and then he ends up in that facility where we meet Eleven yeah. eventually. I thought that whole story so, uh, being tied together that was pretty cool. Yeah, some Michael Myers type of stuff. Um, was coming into play. Um, Hold on. Sorry. I have to mention this because I, I literally wrote this down and forgot to say it. The boys, Gustavo Fring is the one of the antagonists, the guy who played yeah. Gustavo Fring. He also Giancarlo plays Esposito. Yes. He also plays Moff Gideon from The Mandalorian. Like, is, is this guy just made for, like, antagonist characters? Like, does he play any He's, like, characters? made to be the mob boss of, of like, any any show or movie, honestly. Dude, it's think funny. about it. They, they, I heard they were eyeing, eyeing him for potentially um, Charles Xavier if they redo X-Men, which... Wow, you, you gotta, that would you gotta, be very interesting. Which, uh, I mean, it seems like he'd be more suited for Magneto if he doesn't want to uh, break the streak of um, 
villains being a psycho fuck yeah dude well think about it he's got the head popper in his back pocket he's got the dark saber he's got you know the the drug cartel from breaking bad like he's got he's got it all (laughs) he's crazy he's crazy he's not even acting at this point this is him this wow. is yeah, his exactly. life. Yeah, exactly. This is how he is. He doesn't even have to change roles. He's like, oh, I get to, I have a saber in this show. In this show, I have, you know, Victoria, whatever her name is, Victoria Newman. All right. I had to mention that. I apologize. Back right, to Brink. Back to uh, Stranger Things. But yeah, can we can we also just kind of bring up how, like, um, what was the first girl's name? Cindy, I think. The first girl to die in Stranger Things, the first episode. Max? Yeah, I think it's Cindy. No, oh, oh, Claire, Claire, Claire. <laughs> Oh, I no. thought it was Cindy. Uh-uh. The redhead girl? Yeah, the girl that was with Eddie. I'll take your... It's probably Cindy. I'll take your word for it. They gave it Cindy. Oh, the yeah, cheerleader girl. Yeah. Yes, yes, oh, yes, Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, Um, when she got brought up in the air, I sucked out, arms, legs broken. I was like, dude, yo, I'm, dude. what the fuck just happened? Like, I was not expecting that. I don't know that if was, any of you. Like, no. I don't know. That was graphic, dude. I watched it long after. I'd already seen memes. We had ran a story here where I wrote about the uh, importance of um, the song um, running up that hill within the arc of Max this season that they've established re- a renewal of interest in that song, the big 80s song. Oh, um, yeah. I did a story about that two months before I watched the season. I just I was saying before I was caught up with Tribeca coverage that I couldn't watch new shows, but I watched it like all this for these past couple of days. And uh, that is still, it's still haunting. Everything you've seen that is haunting, you know, even if you know it's coming, it's kind of like, well, crap. Um, yeah, it's dude. Nuts. Well, damn. <laughs> it's, it was just like, I know stranger things, in the past, they have done some like gory, if that's the word I want to use, like shots or special effects or whatever. Yeah, this, yeah. this season took it to a whole new level, especially a whole new level where Max Their is budget. like 90 percent <laughs> dead. And then and she's they, blind. She's like, oh, my God, I can't see. Like, I'm so I can't feel anything. Yeah. I can't. I was see. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, what are you saying I, uh, right now? They really make me feel bad for these kids that aren't kids anymore. They're literally not uh, kids. <laughs> everyone says it, but it's just in the reason why the cast of characters <laughs> that you have to remember their names is so the reason why there's so much more people in the show now is because every time they're introducing a new character, it's less time they have to visually explain why this person is so large now <laughs> so what did what did you guys actually my favorite meme that came out of this season was when um when will and mike are sitting in the back of the pizza truck yeah. and 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 mike mike and will are talking and will starts crying and looks out the window and it's like what Mike sees, and it's just a terrible, like, bowl haircut. Yeah, the guy with the long neck. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, there oh were so many memes that came of that. There was one. It was like, uh, it was like, <laughs> it was like, what, like you and the boys are out at four a.m. and they're saying, "Yo, what's 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 the next move? What's the next move?" <laughs> He's crying I, out the window. Yeah. <laughs> they did a lot of. They did a lot of, um, you know. Uh. And, they want you to empathize for Elle early on. She's getting bullied and you know, she's going to come back and save the day as always. Exactly. My mind, you know, she's getting that. She's hogging the a spotlight. I'm like, what about my, but now he's gets the meme, right? Will gets the last laugh in the end where you really got to feel for this guy. Cause if he's not tormented by the ups going missing and the upside down, he's not tormented by his sexuality, uh, supposedly, not tormented by his coconut head uh, transformation. <laughs> yeah, fucking Dude. SD classified. Cold cut. Um, 
he can't catch a break. And uh, um, like at least L could get the superpowers back. And I hate, yeah, it's, I hated the, the way they kind of frame is like L only is her happiest. I wish I want, I wish happiness for L when she's not relied on to be the superhero. Dude, uh, I thought, and I agree with you. I also thought it was sick when she finally got her powers back and she like escapes from that bunker in like Arizona and she blows up the helicopter. Yeah, that was nuts, dude. That, that was, was that was so sick. Everything yeah, no. was always sick. unreal. Yeah. I just hated yeah, that she was unreal, really, knowing that she was going to she was very like Clark Kent, like nerd Clark Kent. I'm like, uh, guys, stop. I mean, again, I'm coming from the camp of we didn't really get, you know, hands on bullied growing up. If we were bullied, it was like because of something online. So um, true. Maybe, right. yeah, is- as far as I can tell, that was how bullying was back then. So it was, it was accurate. Like. I always have to remember that this show is it's based in the the 80s or whatever it is. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I I I wanted to I wanted to mention I don't know if you guys saw it. So um, damn, dude, what's the what's the goth dude's name? Like the whole Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Eddie Munson, Eddie Munson. Did you see some farm in Indiana? They like cut this huge field with grass to do like Eddie Munson doing like the hell, like the hell razors or whatever, like symbol. No way. The Hellfire oh, Club. Hellfire Club. Yeah, yes, the Hellfire dude. Club. Thank God. Thank God Rice is here. I'm butchering all these, <laughs> all these names. I'll, I'll send a picture to the chat now because it's pretty sick. Honestly, it's like, it's pretty dope. That probably took a good bit to do too. I mean, I thought he was, he was unreal. I loved, I loved how he ripped that solo. I, I kind of don't like how, how he went out. Like, I feel like he didn't have to go out, but he did. Um, just because with this whole pass of running away with shit and stuff like that. He'll get a spinoff where he's in purgatory fighting vampire yeah. cyclopses. I, so, oh my God. I agree. <laughs> Actually, I didn't mean to uh, like improvise the fire oh, show idea, but let's write that after. Let's fire. write that right now. Let's <laughs> get on it. Dude, that's sick. Right? That's sick. <laughs> Dude, it's it's insane. These, people this, are talented as fuck. The it's, shows were sim- these these seasons of each of these shows were kind of like similar too. I think maybe it's because I watched them stacked together. But uh, like I mean, they both use "Dream a Little Dream of Me" um, by Ella Fitzgerald as like a a trauma um, inducer or reliever. Like there was such so many parallels I found between. I'm probably gonna do like an essay on that to be honest for, for interesting. My but maybe huh. by next week, yeah. Early plug, yeah. I know I've plugged enough right today, but <laughs> another plug. Keep so what do you, so me. what did you guys think of it overall? I would go with a dude, honestly, like I would go like 10 out of 10. I I, I didn't see anything really wrong Fair. with it. Like I'm going, I'm going another on... I'm going another eight out of ten. Um I think I mean Lassie's I loved like the mall stuff last year. I think it just uh, a lot of shows again, I've watched a lot of TV. I haven't concealed that um, the shows <laughs> when you have a huge ensemble and then the show's budget elevates. But again, a lot of these people were besides Winona Ryder a lot and some others in, they were like unknown. A lot of them were unknown as they all become stars and known they ink new deals and new movies. And that means they have to, the, the creative team has to adjust around the fact that these guys have other jobs besides us. Exactly. Which so sucks. now, so, right. yeah. So now the, right. uh, the downfall of that is, Season three and season four, everyone was in factions and separate. And I hope right, right. Seasons the end. I hope everyone is all in the same. All back in Hawkins. You know? Back yeah. in Hawkins. Yeah. If they could pay them, like, if you could pay for all those visual effects, I think you could pay these people to not 
work on a movie over the summer and while while you're and, like also yeah. doing that and, yeah, and yeah, totally yeah and, and see how that would work because that's how it kind of was in the beginning i felt and they kind of lost that but yeah that, that's me being more of a critic than i usually am i usually love everything I see. <laughs> and i love this it was just uh probably go eight out of ten and nine, uh, yeah. out, nine out of ten i'll give it season. yeah yeah i'll i'll probably give it like a like a 9.2 just because i don't like the way that eddie went out um and well Naturally, it honestly. They all come back. It's like lost. <laughs> Let's... Yeah, literally, they all appear again. <laughs> so they get found in the church. Yeah. We could we could Hold probably on. donate a whole episode to Stranger Things. We could probably go on for hours. Um, I wanted to transition real quick, just because we have a handful of minutes left. Let's get into what our next bracket challenge is, Bill, because you're gonna be you're gonna be running that pretty soon. Um, yes. So so let's touch on that, and then we could uh, we could say our goodbyes and and go our separate ways. Yes. So, um, so I know we discussed this last episode. I know we kind of got the basics on who was going to be in the bracket. We didn't go over seating. Um, we kind of wanted to figure that out. Um, and then I got to my lake house and then I got, I got busy with work. Um, and then it just never really came about. We never got to the seating and shit like that. And then obviously we missed last week for an episode. So now we got this all together and how we did this this time is me and Bob, we ranked, the 32 serials on our own. And then basically what I did is I took the average of each of them. Um, and that's kind of how they got the ranking. So I'm going to start from the top. Actually, I'm going to start from 32 and go to one. Um, and then we'll kind of take it from there. So 32, we have kicks, fuck kicks. <clears throat> 31, we have life. 30, we have honey bunches of oats. 29, we have Oreos. 28, Raisin Bran. 27, Count Chocula, 26, Honeycombs, 25 is S'mores, 24 is Chex, 23 is Cocoa Puffs, which I think is a dark horse, 22 is Captain Crunch Berries, 21 is Frosted Mini Wheats, 20, Cocoa Pebbles, 19, Cocoa Krispies, 18 is Peanut Butter Captain Crunch, 17 is Apple Jacks, 16 is Golden Grams, 15 is Pops, 14 is Captain Crunch, 13 is Golden Grams, I have Golden Grams twice and I don't know why, I'll definitely fix that. 12 is Frosted Cheerios. <laughs> Tricks is 11. Cheerios is 10. Fruit Loops, 9. Honey Nut Cheerios, 8. Frosted Flakes, 7. Reese's Puffs at 6. Fruity Pebbles at 5. Lucky Charms, 4. Rice Krispies at 3. Cookie Crisp at 2. And to take the crown is Cinnamon Toast Crunch at 1, which I think is always a great contender. I think just that top that top 20 is killer, honestly. Um, yeah. I know as a person myself, I was a big guy. Just just wake up, gr- gr- grab a bowl, and just kind of open the cabinet and see and see what box um, I was grabbing. Because it was, it was always either Fruit Loops or Fruity Pebbles or fucking anything like that. Just I was always just – that was the first thing I've, I've always eaten when I was like 10 or 11. Um, number one so I might is, have to get uh, into it. Number one is Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you said? Yep. Mm-hmm. Solid. In my – mind there is no other cereal i haven't Dude, had another it's so fucking good <laughs> i haven't had another cereal since i was seven um wow so and you i used to, to i used it. to have a lot more cinnamon toast crunch i think college consisted of cinnamon toast crunch with some, classic to- with some bud lights classic. mixed in of course <laughs> um just just for you know posterity uh but yeah, no, CT Crunch. What what can't you say about it? I literally, oh, dude, just like the, the way it would it would make the milk after two. Oh my god, my Give me a break. One of the my, biggest loves of my life. My 100%. only thought, my only thought, is this is going to be an absolute bloodbath to see who comes yes, out. Yes, one hundred percent. I think at this point the seating doesn't even matter, just because like I don't know. I feel like there's so many people who have their own opinions on so many shit on like so much shit. 
So I'm I'm kind of excited to see where this uh, how this how this pans out rather. Right. Um. And made the and made the best man win. I guess. Right. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. And that's that. Let's go. But, CT um, yeah. Let's go. CT crunch. Baby. <laughs> yeah. So I will get that going. Um. Sunday night. I will post a seating on our stories and kind of how we did it with the um battle of the cartoons and stuff like that. So yeah, we will catch you guys on Sunday with that. Um. And that should wrap up our episode. Rice, it has been a fucking pleasure, dude. This was unreal. I'm, yeah, so, I'm like kind of happy that we skipped last week just so this this kind of could happen. You know, it, it was like a blessing in disguise. So, dude, thanks for coming on. It was unreal. Guys, this was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. This meant the world to just, you know, catch up with you guys first and foremost. And I'm glad the world brought Bobby and I together on that magical Friday night between <laughs> two pieces of feces yeah (laughs) uh and on that note what better way to then again promote my paper right after i said some said that uh yeah if um you want to buy a subscription i will help you there you go to my website or contact me you know where to find me all my social medias will be attached to your promos me and if you're run a local business we any local business that's interested we at least engage and we we're looking for ads to run both in print and on digital and we want to help you out help us help you and vice versa so yeah that's that's from my end uh and Sweet. Fuck again, yeah. yeah bob it was a pleasure you guys Dude. are killing it on this podcast i can't wait to promote you guys too in the story that i will write because you, this is my type of podcast as I'm sure other people have told you and I wish nothing but the best for you guys in the future in your own personal endeavors. And uh, you both have girlfriends, right? Yep. I, yep. Detective, good luck with all that. There you yeah. have um, fine gentlemen as uh, as life partners currently. So Rice, thank you so much, guys. That is episode 27 of the EA one podcast. And we it's will catch you guys for next episode. Rice, Peace. thanks for coming on. Take, Take it easy, guys. <laughs>